So in the movie White Christmas, Danny Kaye's character, Danny Kaye, one of my favorites, his character Phil Davis plays a matchmaker trying to find a girl for his counterpart being Crosby, and being Crosby, is, his character is Bob Wallace. So if you've seen the movie before, you know how Phil's trying to work, work it up. And why? Because Phil wants Bob to get married and have nine children. <laughs> and he wants him to have nine children so that he hopes that being Crosby's character, Bob Wallace, will spend five minutes with each of those children, which equals 45 minutes for Phil all to himself. So he can go get a massage or something. He can relax. He can chill. So he's really just trying to get Bob hooked up for that reason. And and what Phil is wanting, Phil's wanting quiet. He's wanting calm. He's wanting rest. He's wanting peace. And how is he trying to get it? He's trying to get it by attempting to change the people and the circumstances around him. And he's willing to manipulate both. Right? Have you seen the movie? He grabs the arm, oh the arm. <laughs> Bob the arm. It's it's yeah, you know, and and kind of gives the, the doggy eyes and you know, and, and okay, we're gonna go along with your plan. And you know, the whole thing, Phil's trying to, to work that out. And so we are all Phil's in our own right, trying to find peace at whatever cost. Trying to find peace at whatever cost. And we think if I have lots of friends, I'll have peace. Or if I have that special someone in my life, a relationship, I'll have peace. Or if I'm married, my spouse cooperating with me, I'll have peace, right? Good luck with that. How about, how about this one too? If my kids behave, I'll have peace. There'll be peace. <laughs> if I get the right job or the right boss or both, I'll have peace. If the right person is in office, oof, the economy holds. Oof. My bank accounts are full, I'll have peace. If I can stay healthy and in shape and travel and have adventure, that'll give me peace. Sadly, people in circumstances don't cooperate, do they? Especially children. (laughs) And we, like Phil, attempt to manipulate both because our peace is at stake. Our peace is at stake. And so when that doesn't work out, when we don't get the peace, we're a lot like Frank Costanza in Seinfeld running around going, serenity now! (laughs) Serenity now! Just hoping not to get angry and lose it all together. If you haven't ever seen that, look it up. Frank Costanza yelling for serenity now is hilarious. I can't even do it justice. But see, we're trying to be quiet. We're trying to have calm. We're trying to have rest. We're trying to have peace to our internal agitation and distress and irritation by attempting to bring harmony to the disarray that exists all around us. And I think part of what this comes from is this tension between the definitions of peace. 
Peace has this idea of, of tranquility and of freedom from disturbance that almost has this internal nature to it. But then there's another definition of peace, which is this idea of ending of wars and disruptions and disorder. It almost has a sense of if all this out here can be quieted, then maybe I'll have quiet inside. And so this tension that exists is between what seems to be this external peace must happen so that I can have internal peace. I must get everything out here in line so that inside I can be peaceful. And so that's the tension that exists. But what if there's another way that peace is possible? What if there's another way that peace is possible? And let's look at some scriptures to help. And the scriptures that we're gonna look at, a couple of them have come from our passage that we've been looking at through this Christmas season, which we'll wrap up tonight. And so we've looked at in that passage, we looked at Jesus is God and man. Jesus is king, he's shepherd, he's life. And tonight we're gonna see that Jesus is peace. Jesus is peace. And so Micah 5.5a from the New American Standard reads, this one will be our peace. In the New Living, it says, and he will be the source of peace. And then in the New Testament, an echo, Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace. He himself is our peace. So the first thing that we discover is that the starting point for peace isn't with us. The starting point for peace was with somebody else. It's with Jesus. He is the one who is referred to in these verses. And he is the source of peace. Which means that Jesus is peace. And apart from him, just like we saw this morning, there's no life. Apart from him, there is no peace. It's a cheesy bumper sticker, and I don't like it, but it says, you know, N-O Jesus, N-O peace, K-N-O-W Jesus, K-N-O-W peace. That sticker drives me crazy, but it's true. If we don't have Jesus, we don't have peace. And so in these verses, it says that Jesus, who is peace, can be our peace. He can be our peace. And so the starting point to peace isn't managing external affairs. It isn't bringing the externals in order so that we can have internal change. Peace starts with us giving ourselves to Jesus. That's where peace begins. In Romans 10, 9, it says this, it tells us this, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so if that's not something you've heard before, if that's, not something, if that's something that's new to you, hey, talk to me. Because it's a great day for gift giving, right? The best gift, you know, the thing that drove me crazy in, in my faith was like this idea that, gosh, how do I give something to the God that has everything? I I can't give him a gift that he doesn't already have. But then I read Romans 12, and Romans 12 says, give him yourself. It's the one gift he can't forcibly take, or he doesn't already have. It's a willing giving of ourselves to him. 
to enter into relationship. And so what better Christmas gift? Those of you online, there's a, a place for you to click and connect or to comment. If you'd love to talk, we'd love to talk with you. And so that's, that's the starting point for peace is to enter into a relationship with Jesus. That's the beginning. And if we've given ourselves to Jesus, Romans 8.10 says that Jesus now moves in and lives inside of us. So this morning, if you were here, we looked at the fact that we're in Jesus, but he's also in us, which means peace has been placed inside of us if we're his kids, if we're in relationship with, if we're in the kids of God, the Father, in relationship with Jesus. Peace has been placed inside of us. And see, it's confusing to us because much of the internal agitation, distress, and irritation we experience exists in our soul, in our psychological element, in our thinking about things, in our feeling about things, in our decision-making about things. That's where the agitation exists. But our connection with Jesus is one that's at a much deeper level. It's a spiritual connection. It's a spiritual connection. Listen to 1 Corinthians 6.17. It says, But the one who is united and joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. It's like making coffee. You take the grounds, you take the water, you put those two together, and once they form that beautiful liquid that everybody loves to drink, you can't take it apart. And that's what this verse is saying, is that when you are joined to Jesus, something new comes spiritually a new creation is formed. And so our uniting and joining with Jesus also means that we are united and joined with peace. United and joined with peace because Jesus is peace. Peace isn't something we get out here. Peace isn't something we grab at. Peace is a person. It's the person of Jesus. And for that peace to have influence in our life is for us to turn from the externals in our lives and to turn our attention to the internal truth that inside of us, peace exists at the core of who we are where we are joined to Jesus who is peace. Maybe you didn't know that the core of who you are, if you've given yourself to Jesus, the core of who you are, that joining that exists, you know, I know a lot of times in candy bars, right? The core is kind of that nice caramely center. <laughs> you kind of get past the outside to get into the good stuff. It's the same thing. Inside of us is this really rich, good stuff where we're joined to Jesus. And part of that really rich, good stuff is peace. Peace. Listen to Isaiah 26.3. I love this verse. It tells us that you keep him in perfect peace, and her as well. <laughs> you keep him or her in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Fixing our minds on Jesus who is peace and trusting him to be our peace will allow him to be what he is perfectly. And as he does, our internal soul, that thing where all the noise happens, is quieted as calmness works its, its way out and restfulness works its way out from our spiritual connection to Jesus. 
So inside of our thinking, our feeling and choosing, there's all this noise, but inside there's much deeper. And as we turn our thinking and our feeling and choosing toward that inside, something is working its way out. Love, joy, peace, peace is a fruit of the Spirit, not a fruit of your psychological well-being. It's a fruit of something that comes from the person who is peace. So then, if you do that, if you turn your attention to this and the peace comes, then my problems in relationships will be great, right? All, everything will be right with the world. It will all be fixed, correct? <laughs> oh, I'd love to preach that message. Possibly, possibly. And if there is peace that comes to your external circumstances, they come because you come as a vessel bringing Jesus, who is peace, into those situations. You're a vessel, a container full, and you're coming around and you're spilling peace on others. And it's bringing peace to those external situations. But if they don't change, that doesn't mean you don't have peace. Because peace is with you always in the person of Jesus. Peace is with you always in the person of Jesus. And he is your peace even in the midst of difficulty. He is your peace even in the midst of difficulty. Listen to Isaiah 43, the second half of verse 1 through 2. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. So picture it. I think the picture is going to get up there. Picture it. Your life is like a hurricane. There's storms swirling around you all over the place. But at the center of the storm, and I've lived through a tropical storm, <laughs> not a hurricane, thankfully, because we were trying to get out of town. We were in Baton Rouge one time, and there was a, a, a hurricane coming in, and thankfully it downgraded. But I remember my wife and I woke up. We're in, it's early in the morning, and the, the, the storm comes in, and you have the, the storm just raging right, blowing. We could hear it blowing. We could hear the rain hitting the window. And then all of a sudden that high eye hit and it was calm, still, eerie. And then the backside of the hurricane hits. And so the eye of the hurricane is where there is peace and where there is calm. So you have two choices. You can try to step out into the storms of life and attempt to quiet them and bring peace to them in your own effort. Just muster up all that strength to try to stop those storms. It sounds exhausting to me. <laughs> and truthfully, it sounds impossible, doesn't it? Or you can choose to live in the eye with Jesus, in the middle of all the storms of life, but in peace and calm. 
Not because you're ginning up peace, not because there's, because you have the person of peace with you. The person that defines peace with you. So I don't know about you, but if I'm going to have to live in a hurricane, which is this world, (laughs) this life, this existence, I'd rather live in the eye with Jesus than out in the storms on my own. I'd rather live in the eye in peace and calm with Jesus than out in the storms on my own. And isn't living with Jesus what Christmas is all about? Maybe you've heard this little verse. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Sorry. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. That's the beauty of Christmas. And it's not just peace, but peace was something we need today, isn't it? God with us. Will you pray with me? Thank you, Jesus, for humbling yourself and entering in to humanity. That you were God Almighty in the past, but that you came as a, as a baby in the manger to bring God with us. Not God out there somewhere, not the big man upstairs, but God intimately involved in all that's going on in our life, in the storms that exist. You came and you entered and you brought peace, peace. We thank you for that today, in Jesus' name.